Have you ever wondered who he really is? Some call him prophet, miracle worker and a good man. Others are shouting fake, fiction and irrelevant. This man who spoke himself as a friend of sinners, one who shares his tears and brings peace to everyone, who proclaims freedom to the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind and set the oppressed free. Was he a liar or a hypocrite or truly God with us? Was he a reckless fool or truly the Lord of Lords, King of Kings and Light of the World? This man who claimed to be the Son of God, both fully human and fully divine, the beginning and the end. The Bible tells us that he is the image of God, the Savior, and that his love conquers all fear, terror, violence and evil. Have you ever asked yourself if this Jesus is relevant for your life? If his death and resurrection should mean anything to you at all? It's not too late for you to start out on a journey. There's no other name whereby men and women find their salvation, purpose and eternal peace. Jesus. Uh, the message tonight is uh, free from fear. Free from fear. And I'll start with something funny first. I read an amazing story. There was a guy, he uh, needed an operation and he was super afraid of the operation. He said, doctor, I'm super terrified about the operation. And the doctor said, don't be afraid because I did this operation several hundred times already. And I hope this time it will work. <laughs> That's not helpful, right? And fear is something we face in our life. And let's go straight to the Bible because even the disciples of John, John, he faced some, some challenges, some fears in his life. Let's go in this amazing story. John, Jesus' disciple. It happened a long time ago. It was the evening before the crucifixion. We were all sitting in the upper floor of a house in, in Jerusalem. He looked at all of us and said, I've so longed to celebrate this Passover meal with you before I have to suffer. Suffer? We had no idea what he was talking about. However, Jesus broke some bread and, and said, This is my body, which will be sacrificed for you. Do this regularly, so you don't forget what I've done for you. We all ask ourselves, what's the matter with Jesus? Then he took the cup with wine, said a prayer of thanks and, and added, all of you should drink of it. it will all, I will only drink wine again when God has completed his work. We looked at each other. Some started eating right away like, like Peter. I was not able to swallow a thing. Was Jesus going to die? When the cup was back in Jesus' hands, he added, this is God's new covenant, sealed with my blood, that will shed for you. The Son of Man will die, but woe the person who betrays him, the, the one who will betray me, is sitting with me at this table. Who would betray Jesus? Surely none of us. Suddenly, Judas got up and and ran out of the room. 
I just couldn't understand it. How was this possible? Jesus took me in his arm. John, I'm dying so that you can live, so that all of you can live. Wow, what an amazing clip. Always when we speak about fear, it creates a sense of very, very depressing atmosphere, right? Fear is not a topic you say, I'm afraid, let's party, 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 let's party, party, party. When we are afraid, it creates like a very depressing moment. And let's go into the story of Jesus Christ because hashtag Jesus is all about Jesus in two Bible texts. In Mark chapter 14, verse 34, he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, the 12 disciples, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Here are some words, troubled, distressed, the point of death. That means even Jesus Christ, he faced a moment in his life. It was super, super at the limit and he was super afraid. You're saying, but he's the son of God. Yes, he is the son of God, but he became blood and flesh like you and me. He faced the same challenges you, like you facing and I facing. And his Bible is saying he was super afraid. Some hours later, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I want to write you another Bible text in Luke chapter 22, verse 42 to 44. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Not my will, but yours shall be done. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drop of blood falling to the ground. Here are also some words, astonished, earnestly, and drop of blood was falling to the ground. And here is the thing. When you're sweating blood, this is a message. It's too much for me. My soul, my spirit cannot handle the challenge, the calling that God has given me. With other words, Jesus was really super afraid. When we are afraid, he knows what we're talking about. He felt the same challenges like you and me we are facing in our life. Some psychologists, they distinguishing two fears in the life. They say there are some healthy fears and unhealthy fears. And I want to ask you right in the beginning of the message, what kind of a fears you are, you are facing? For example, I brought here an amazing, dangerous picture. Is, is there anybody you are afraid of spider? Can you lift up your hands? Why? Why? It's just small. Is there anybody who's afraid of rats or mice? Have, have you ever heard a story? A rat came, killed a person. No, if you're loud, they run away, usually. Is there anybody you're afraid of an elevator? If you're sitting in an elevator, you are getting super afraid. That means you're walking by yourself. That means you're super fit. Is there anybody you're afraid fear of flying? Afraid of flying? Is there anybody here? This morning, hands were up all over. I mean, you save a lot of money. But here's the thing. My mother said to me, if you, a plane comes always down. Have you ever heard, the plane is stuck in the cloud? No, it, they always come down. Why are you afraid? It always comes down in a healthy way or in a healthy way. Is there anybody you're afraid of public speaking? 
if you have to speak in front of people, you are super afraid. It's the moment like you're almost not able to talk. That means there are unhealthy fears. And I, I read in, in, the, in the Google, what wise people are saying where, where, where fear comes from. And are you ready? You can learn right now a lot of things from very, very super smart people. Uh, they have amazing conclusions. Hippocrates, he said, fear comes from the bile. Wow, super, super cool. Plato says, fear comes from the psyche. The philosopher Baruch, he says, fear is logical or illogical. Wow, it's, it's very, very helpful. If I'm afraid of driving my car, this made my day. Søren Kierkegaard said, fear is spiritual. Darwin said, fear is a reflex. Sigmund Freund says, fear is pathological. Rallo May says, fear is just human. Donald F. Klein, not Donald F. Trump, Donald F. Klein. This is small different. This is an amazing one. There are two different pills for different forms of fear. Uh, which pill should I take for which? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Sorry. Theodore Roy, Sabrine, a woman, a lady, she said, fear, oh, this is a good one. Hey, hey, by the way, fear is outdated. Fear, it's not in anymore. Fear, it's out. You should not longer use that name. Yeah, let's take another name, but I'm still afraid. And here's another one today. There's so many studies. If you ever heard, some studies have proved, don't believe. Here is the reason why. In hundreds of studies, the chemical re reactions in the brain in the state of fear are measured. Everything is refuted by new studies. They're finding out and some of the guys says, oh, it's wrong. With other words, I am afraid of fear. I don't, I don't know what you believe anymore. And what I like about Jesus Christ, whatever small people are saying, there is a pattern to live a, a fearful life. The point number one is, be honest with yourself about your fear. Why is that so important? Because every healing and every miracle starts when you're super honest. And that's sometimes a challenge because when you are afraid, people say, don't be afraid, just believe in God. Be a man, be a woman of God, don't be afraid. But what will you say then to Jesus? He was afraid as well. It starts be honest because every breakthrough starts, I have an addiction. I have some issues. I have some problems in my life. This is the first point to be real to God. And what we can learn about Jesus, he was super afraid in the Garden of Gethsemane. He gave us a picture who is really the biggest source of a breakthrough. Because when we are in a situation, we are afraid of anything, we grab for straw, for a straw. Here Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, this is a straw. It's not strong, it's not stable. He said to his disciples, please pray with me. I need you. When you're asking your small group, please pray with me. That means, guys, it's not a joke. I need you. I need you now. And when Jesus came back, they were sleeping. Not once, two times. And Jesus realized, okay, if, if I depend on friends, it's like a straw. You will be always disappointed. Why is that so? Because Garden Gethsemane moment means even if you have friends in your life, even they pray for you, you are alone. 
And there are moments in your life you're facing your fears alone. Even friends can be leaving you, supporting you, praying for you. That's a good thing. But in the end of the day, Garden Gethsemane means friends are like a straw. It will break. That's the moment where you have to depend on other things. Then the second straw was the trust in the strength. Jesus could say, hey guys, I, I'm leaving now for one hour. I pray with God for one hour. I am the master of prayer. Because every day I pray at least one hour with God and I know how prayer works. When I pray to God every morning, Jesus could say, the peace comes back in my heart. The hope comes back in my heart. The faith comes back in my heart. I believe I can do it. And Jesus always knew when I pray, God strengthen me. And here the Bible says in Luke chapter 22, verse 43, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. You see, Jesus said, you see, when I pray, they strengthen me. But the next Bible verse, in the verse 44, straight after the next Bible verse, the Bible is saying, Jesus was afraid again. Have you ever made this experience? You're going to church on Sunday, you're super empowered, you're going home and it comes to Monday, boom, all hope is gone. Have you ever experienced that? Jesus had the same moment. The angel came, strengthened him, and the next morning, he was super afraid again. With other words, the straw, even in your own strength, sometimes it's not enough. The straw number three, you can trust in the calling. Jesus could say, oh God, if you kill me, who will save the world? Maybe you get a prophetic word from God. Maybe you're single and say to God, God, you cannot kill me. I got a word from you, God, and I will be married. And I'm not married now. You cannot take me home. Calling is a thing. And calling is a good thing. But sometimes when you get a calling from God or other people that are prophesying about your life, what we do always, we hear one word and we have a big imagination what that could be like. For example, when I got saved, God said to me, you're an evangelist. And I know that two cool guys, one is a Reiner Bonke from Germany. He's a very super loud one. He's a preaching machine in Africa. And the second guy was uh, Dr. Billy Graham. And I knew if I'm an evangelist, I will go around the globe from stadium to stadium, from 80,000 to 100,000 to 50,000, but there's to be thousands of people and preach the word of God. This was what I believed my imagination. But one day when God said, take over ICF, I said, God, that, that's more a shepherd thing. It's more a thing you're here every Sunday. And uh, I don't understand. He said, I'm an evangelist. And for many years, I struggled because I had a different imagination what that could look like. And years later, God said to me, Leo, you're staying here, you're planting churches, and every church you plant, people going out and preaching the word, and the word goes around the globe, and you're reaching more people than you, while you're traveling. And here's the thing, when you get a calling from God, you have a certain Im imagination how that will look like. And even Jesus asked God, is there not another way? And Jesus fought in a plan B. And even the straw home, straw, straw of calling, it's not even enough. And what we can learn about Jesus, and this is a very, very simple illustration, is a rope. A straw, it's not a rope. A rope, it's solid. A rope means the rope is my hope. God is my hope. 
is my rope and I will never ever let go my God. Friends are important, calling is important, strength is super important. But there are moments, it's not like a rope, a rope is here. Every single moment in my life, and Jesus even had to learn, God is enough. The God is the rope, and He is my hope, and God will never, ever let me go. This is a point number one, maybe you heard it many, many times, but please be honest, how often we grab a straw. We believe and we hope that friends, strength, calling, we sort it out. But it is, in the end of the day, the rope. This is what Jesus had to learn. The next point is fear are opportunities to grow. And I love that point. Fear is an opportunity to grow. Why is that so? Because we have to face fear. That's very important. Because fear, it's not my friend. Fear, it's not my future. Fear is like a limitation. Fear means I want to do something but I'm super afraid and I don't do it. That means often we're blocking the blessing and the favor of God in our lives. I met a, a lady about two weeks ago and she said to me, I would love to go to the Bahamas. I said, why are you not, why are you not going? I'm afraid of flying. Why are you not swimming? It's too long. And she had a dream and she has the money and even the suitcase at home, but she never goes there because she's afraid of flying. In other words, she lives with a limitation in her life. And God has given us the Spirit of God. He lives in us and He helps us to overcome every fears, every challenges in our lives. This is what I believe because the Bible says more than 300 times in the Bible, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. I am you, God. I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you. 300 times. Come on, I am with you. Why is this so important? Because you see this even in the life of Christ. And now let's go to another uh, angle in the message. Jesus selected 12 disciples. They will change the world, the world-changing disciples, the dudes. Let's read in Mark chapter 14, verse 50. Then all his followers left him and run away. I mean, all means 100%. All. From 12, 12. Often we believe, and here's the point, we believe that the presence, if the presence of God is in my life, then I have it. Really? What's about the disciples? They were with Jesus three and a half years. They saw the signs and the miracles. The dead were resurrected from the dead. They saw all the signs and miracles. Miracles we have never seen in our lives. They were together with Christ three and a half years with the presence of God. They were surrounded. And only the next moment, moment, moment when the leaders came, they were running away. You know why? The fear, number one, it's the fear of men. Fear of man, it's the biggest demon. It's the biggest fear. They run away because fear of man. Not the fear of God, the fear of man. Often we believe more in people than in God. Often we please people more than we please God. All they're running away. With other words, the disciples, they had a lot of opportunities to grow in their faith 
in the rope in God, even after three and a half years. I just want to break this match a little bit down because when I, when I see my own life, I'm, I have also some areas I'm super, super afraid. For example, I'm afraid of heights. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like heights because when I'm looking down, it's so high and I'm always thinking, I'm slipping, falling down and I'm dead. And some years ago, I started climbing a mountain and I'll show you a video clip. It's a real clip. It's, it's no fake. It's, uh, yeah, you will see it. I climbed a mountain, it's in Austria, by the Moon Lake, it's called the Drachenwand, Drachenwand, the Dragon Wall. And you see all of a sudden a moment where I always start to cry. Here is an honest clip from Pastor Leo. Here comes the hero Leo, the limit of his strength, looking yeah. forward to the Great Wall. This is the lake. And this is the wall. This is our summit. So I feel good, Leo. Ah. Not very good. Ah. So she's uh, not good. Not good. He's afraid, but easy. I said, oh, I, I, I'm super afraid. When, when I bow down, I always start to cry. And I have to be honest, I'm afraid of fear. And it's not logical because look here, I want to really, really be brave. If I'm walking here on this, um, here, it goes down maybe 50 centimeters. I can go back and forth maybe one of the times I will never fall down. What's the problem between half a meter and 600 meters? Nothing. I will not fall down only if the wind pushes me. And this is, I don't, know, I don't get it. I don't understand when I'm in the mountain, why I'm afraid. And when I'm walking here, I'm not afraid. And I said to God, I don't get it. I don't embrace it. This is the area where I really want to grow in my personal life. When you're reaching the, when I reach the summit, and it's an amazing picture, there's always the cross you're pitching, you do make some pictures, Facebook and Insta story, and I'm the hero and like this, and people say, oh, crazy, Pastor Leo. And I said to myself, what was the problem? I mean, I'm looking back, what was the problem? And you have also air in your life where you're super afraid. Face your fears, face your fears, face your fears and ask the Holy Spirit for a breakthrough in my life. The next point is small steps lead away from fear. Of course, I believe God can heal you. God can set you free in one moment from, from your fears. God can do this in one prayer. That's right. We believe that, right? God can do this in one prayer, boom, fear is away. But often, it's step by step, step by step. And let's go into the Bible. When all the disciples were running away, and here I found something very unique. I never saw it before. Uh, Peter was also running away from Christ. The loud Peter, Jesus, I will die for you. He ran away. But in Mark 14, verse 35 to 54, they took Jesus to the high priest and all the chief priests. The elders and the teachers of the law came together. And now please watch and learn. Peter followed him at a distance. What is the difference from running totally away to following from a distance? And you see here points to learn. Peter said, okay, I failed I was so afraid of men, and now I try 
to overcome my fear. And what I can do is just one step further means from a distance I will fall Christ. Where were the other 11? They were no, not around. In other words, Peter was progressing in the right direction. Let's go back in my story of climbing. Um, the first climbing mountain was the Kandersteg. This is a very, very high rated uh, climbing thing. And here is a picture of Kandersteg. I mean, uh, have you ever climbed? One, two, you see? Three, you see? Four, you see? I'm not even average here. I climbed, I tried to climb. A lot of people that don't climb because it's too dangerous. I tried to climb. And when I was there, after 10 minutes in Kandersteg, I quit, I gave up, I, I said, I cannot do this anymore. And that's not the problem, you have to understand with whom you're going to climb. Because my climbing leader said to me, Leo, what's the problem? It's not dangerous. I have a nine-year-old boy, he did it two weeks ago. It's not helpful what he said to me because when you're afraid, you're afraid. And I went home and said to my wife, climbing, no more. It's over. Done, finito, over. You know how can I overcome my fear? I googled. Google is a cool thing because you can Google. I googled in Google, where is the most easiest climbing mountain in Europe? And it came up in Lake of Garda, Argo. There is a climbing route for children. And I said to my family, let's go to Arco. Why to Arco? Just we go there. There is a climbing route. And here's a picture of the climbing route. Don't be shocked. Um, you see me topless. I do this all the time because then I feel like the rock. Like Sylvester Stallone, you know. And climbing topless means you get a nice tan, you know. Uh, when I reached the summit in Arco, I said to my wife, oh, this was super, e this was even for me too easy. And this Arco was for me a breakthrough because I realized I can do it. It's not even so difficult. And this is for me like a, a learning lesson also for you guys. If you're doing something, it's too heavy, go down. What could be the easiest step in the right direction to overcome your fears? And out of Arco, I learned going a step higher, then another step, then another step. And this year, I will go back to Kandersteg. And I will climb that beast. And I will overcome that beast. If not, I will destroy the whole mountain. <laughs> I will move away the mountain into the, <laughs> into the sea. Here's another, another thing like in my own life. Maybe you see me preaching, teaching on a stage all over the globe, all over the world. You know how I started? I'm super afraid of public speaking. When I was super young, I, had, I bought a mirror and I put the mirror in my living room and every week I stood in front of the mirror and I preached to the mirror. I recorded my message and I gave myself feedback to the message. And some years later I preached in front of a small congregation, then to the ISAF, then on big stages and now I overcome even the fear of a stage. You can do this step by step in the right direction. And even when you're doing step by step, still you need the Holy Spirit because in every step you're super afraid. But the Holy Spirit is in me and He strengthens me and He gives me the power to overcome my fear. The last point in closing is the nevertheless. Nevertheless is the word that defeats the fearfulness. 
Okay, let's go back to, G, uh, to Peter. He ran away the first time, afraid of man. Then from a distance, he was following God. He just progressing in the right direction, right? But now, in the end of his life, when he overcome his fear, Jesus said in John 21, verse 18, and he had no clue what Jesus was talking about. Very truly, I tell you, have you ever thought why she's saying very truly? I believed everything what Jesus is saying is true, right? But there's like an expression, please learn. I want to say something from my heart, what Jesus is actually saying. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you don't not want to go. And Jesus again is saying, Peter, there comes a moment in your life you will face a bigger level of leadership. And if you have overcome certain fears, learn from that. When you go in that step, and Jesus was saying to him, you will die for me. He had no clue what Jesus was talking about. But Jesus was saying, one day you will face a level like I faced in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then look back and don't forget the rope. It's my hope. And don't hold on a straw. In closing with my own story, going back to the climbing story. About two years ago, I climbed in, a, in, in the mountains a 40-meter ladder. 40-meter ladder means it goes down straight. That means if you fall, you fall. It's free fall. And in Lake of Garda was a 80 meter, a 880 meter long ladder. And here was my challenge. When I climbed two years ago the 40 meter, meter ladder, in the half, after 20 meters, I was exhausted. Here's the challenge. Going down, it's 20 meters. Going up, it's 20 meters. You are stuck. And you cannot say, I quit, I give up. You are in the in a world in the ladder and that's the moment you're crying out to Jesus help me help me help me that's why I'm a strong I'm strong in prayer when you climb I pray all the time why are you doing that I'm a pastor I'm super old enough I don't have to bless that I'm good why I'm doing that and it's something in me I want to overcome that fear and in the lake of Garda and the 80 meters ladder going up up and up I will never forget I was there and said, God, I need you. I don't know why I'm doing that, but my, my kids are here and I want to be strong. And I prayed. I started to sweat and I was about 40 meters and a half of the ladder. I said, Jesus, help me. Jesus, it's high. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder when you're facing an area where you're super afraid, pray, grab, hold, face, don't give up. The Holy Spirit is in you. When you're overcoming your fears, you have a story to tell. That's my story. I don't care what you think about me, but I have a story. Do you have a story? Do you have a story where you have overcome your fears? And let's pray together. Right now, I sense everybody has an area where you're facing some fears. 
And I believe you need a breakthrough. I believe you need a word from God. What could be um, your strategy? What could be the next step to overcome your fears? And the cool thing is, you never walk alone. You never do life alone. God has given us the Holy Spirit to strengthen us, to believe in us, to empower us. And He says, don't let go the rope. God is the rope, the rope of hope. And I will never, never let it go. And when I'm facing the fear of climbing, this is also a spiritual pattern. What are you doing physically? It's also a spiritual issue. Because then I know with God, I can do everything. With God, everything is possible. Sometimes I wonder, when everything fails and fades away, what does remain? Why do we come to this place from near and far? Because at the end of the day, there's nothing else that remains. What would it look like to face the consequences of something so radical? What would it actually look like to follow Jesus? Friendships may fail, heroes may fail, eventually riches turn worthless. He stirs a thirst for truth, compassion and love. Nothing that this earth could ever quench. What is it that we can truly build our lives and hope on? There is one thing and one thing only when it's all said and done. He alone is our solid rock, our center and our foundation.